Boom, ladies and gentlemen, just like that, we are back at it with another episode of Chima Chat's Foot. I am your host. You are welcome, my friends from around the world. I appreciate all of you. We need to talk about Liverpool. The past game, Anfield, Liverpool 3, Brentford nil. But that scoreline doesn't tell the full tale, right? That's the, that's the phrase they always use. That scoreline would make you think that lower league, newly promoted club comes up to Anfield. We smash them walk in the park and that's not really how the game went um as you all know no Mo Salah no Sadio Mane no Nabi Kaiser to choose from they are all at African Cup of Nations uh Oxlade Chamberlain Jota and Firmino um were the ones that started this game and it was it was one of those things where I don't love Oxlade Chamberlain when he's played up front I never have I, ne- I, ju- I just think that his skill set is best in the midfield and in center mid. You know, not attacking, not on the wing. Maybe like five, six years ago, I think the injuries, he's still quick uh, across the pitch, but he's not he's not winger quick. You get what I mean? Or inside forward fast, not his game. Um, so he starts up front along with Diogo Jota and Roberto Firmino. Um, the midfield, the the Brexit midfield of Jordan Henderson and James Milner was broken up uh, by the introduction of Curtis Jones at the expense of James Milner with Fab and Hendo. The center back line was uh, Van Dyke, Joel Matip, Robertson, Trent, and of course, Allison Becker in goal. Brentford gave a good account of themselves. Brentford was, you know, they, they rode their luck at times. And there were a couple opportunities where I'm like, man, this might be one of those days. You know, um, I, I didn't think that anyone on the team uh, played particularly badly. Uh, I thought Curtis Jones was bright throughout. Oxley Chamberlain had a lot of bright opportunities. But, you know, again, like I say, every single podcast, there were a couple of um, there were a couple of opportunities where I really, really wish Oxley Chamberlain made a different decision. Um, maybe something that he could have, uh, he could have done better to just play in the, the final ball or one, two or combined, but you know, he, he's, he's active throughout the midfield. I can't complain too much. Jordan Henderson was much improved. Um, his midfield performance was much improved. Uh, being able to really have his, his preferred position was just important. Um, Jordan Henderson was just controlling. And, and that's the thing. If it's Man City's midfield, I don't know. You know what I mean? If it's Chelsea's midfield, as we've seen the past couple of games, you know, Jordan Henderson has had a bad two, three, four game stretch where he hasn't been able to influence the midfield. He hasn't been able to get on the ball. He hasn't really been able to do what we have come to, you know, know him and, and love him for. But he was much better. Um, Curtis Jones was Curtis Jones, I think, got the license, uh, the Nabi Kaito role, like, you know, link up, link up play. I like Curtis Jones because although he does have a tendency to hold on to the ball a little bit too long, you know, he backs himself. He's obviously very confident and he likes to get at defenders. And I, for one, am always about that. Um, but on the uh, on the Brentford side, you have Ivan Tony Muepu, uh, excuse me, Muepu, I believe is the stri- striker's name up. They, they, they were they had several opportunities. Um, several times we were a little bit sloppy. Joel Matip kind of handed them the ball once. Trent had a few times where he wasn't the best defensively. And um, we actually, we, we had to work. Uh, thank goodness our goal came because our goal comes off of our set piece. Uh, our striker extraordinaire Fabinho uh, with his third goal 
in two, second, uh, his second game, he you know ends up getting the extra bounce and being smart and kind of heading the ball in. Fabinho's a smart player around around the goal. He's just you know I I, I really really like Fabinho. Um, I like the defensive midfield position. Probably my favorite position on the pitch. Really really smart. You know that goal was huge. It was a sense of relief because up until that point, really literally a minute before halftime, forty four minutes. Brentford had played well. They had kept us out, and we could easily see this game going into nil-nil at halftime, 100%. It, it wasn't something that um, would be out of the realm of possibility. We were creating. We were doing nice things, but Brentford, albeit they were stretched at times, they were defending pretty well, and they would even have a chance on the counter. So definitely we were very much in a game, but uh, Fabinho gets that, kind of settles the nerves down a little bit. Um, we come out the second half and we, we 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 come out feeling like we need to put this one to bed. Um, but that doesn't stop Brentford from having a couple opportunities. You know, Brentford's the same team. They beat Arsenal, you know, earlier in the year. They've, uh, you know, they've taken points off of many, many teams. In the reverse fixture, they definitely scored against us. So it's not like this is a team that cannot score. But um, we ended up adding in um, two more goals, which kind of put the put the game to bed, if we're being honest. Uh Andy Robertson, who I thought was great. Andy Robertson and Trent were, were were decent. Trent had a couple of times where he does what he always does, where he's on the halfway line and they drop the ball in uh, behind him. But uh, Matt Tip and Van Dyke were good. I mean, there was an argument to say, there was an argument on a uh, another podcast that I did asking if Joel Matt Tip is a top five center back in the world. And I said, that's a bit much. Um, and I said, he, I can't consider him a top five center back simply due to the fact that his fitness record is not the best. We all know that, um, as you know, as great as a player uh, that he is, he is hurt quite often, and he can be hurt from anywhere for a couple weeks to five, six months at a time. But Joel Matip is playing very, very well. I think he uses his body well. He is an excellent passer of the ball. I think he's even better. He's almost as good as Van Dyke, if not better, which is saying something because we all know that Van Dyke loves a big diagonal switch um, right to feet or to chest, you know, absolutely fantastic player of the ball he did his classic joel matip run past everyone and you know either forget to pass at the very end or don't get a shot off but he's very very good at doing that he attacks the space and that can relieve pressure and defense in a lot of key moments i thought besides one or two shaky moments him and virgil played well but um as we're giving it to him in the second half we're going back and forth uh our scott our braveheart andy robertson Slides a crossover from a good 40 yards. It was it was a great cross. All the way back post, Oxlade-Chamberlain does this diving header, which was beautiful to see. I mean, diving headers are more and more rare because they're, they're dangerous maneuvers, quite frankly. But it was a diving header, um, and he does this uh, diving header that immediately puts his forearm over his head um, a second after. If you watch the goal, you'll see it. And then it's 2-0. Um, we end up pressing their goalkeeper into a mistake. Firmino comes on, or Taki Minamino comes on, um, we end up pressing him into a mistake, uh, and then Firmino slides it over to Tacky. Tacky ends up getting the ball in the back of the net to make up for his missed goal um, against Arsenal in the Cup. And all in all, it's a great win. It's just a great win. It's three goals, a clean sheet. I'll take it. It wasn't the best-looking win. The goals were a little, uh, you know, the goals were a bit, you know, FIFA goals, sweaty goals, but some of them. But at the end of the day, three goals, a clean sheet. There's absolutely nothing to, to complain about, um, especially scoring three without um, our two, um, well, 
you know, not our two. Technically, Jota's our second top goal scorer, but Sadio Mane and Mo Salah scoring three goals without them. I'll take that every single time. Um, so that game is done and dusted, moves us to second. We go again. You know, all we can do is try and compete with City. You know, we can do, you know, all we can try and do is try and compete with the unlimited funds of City. It's funny that uh, to do a quick whip around of some other teams, Arsenal, we have them in the cup on Thursday. They're playing great. Uh, we're going over to the Emirates. That will be a difficult game. They will be up for it. We've been slapping Arsenal for years, 4-0, 5-1, whatever you want to call it. And Arsenal want their respect back because they we've since leapt over them. Once we won our Premier League, Arsenal fans could no longer say, well, you never won that. Because now a club like Arsenal, who's never won a European trophy ever in their history, um, has a chance to get kind of get us back. Um, you look at Man United, they are absolutely shambles they're all over the place shout out to stevie g shout out to coutinho i got i got a big up villa i mean what a what a special way to get goals against man united that, that i'm very happy for stevie g i'm delighted for coutinho you know he, he just needs some he needed someone to believe in him i don't think many liverpool fans hate coutinho per se because the end of the day man like if barcelona gives you a chance to go play you gotta go play you know why not um but it was good to see him come on get an assist and a goal you know i really hope that maybe he could stay there him and douglas louise you know there's another brazilian on the team in the starting 11 who better than to be coached by steven gerrard so um you know we maybe maybe we'll finish off with uh chelsea and i i, I find it hard to believe that a team that spent almost 250 million in the past two windows is now saying they need more signings and that and to me ladies and gentlemen i think that's the difference right with a club like chelsea who is sustained by money and a club like Liverpool, who is sustained by money, of course, and ethos. Now, look, Liverpool's owners need to spend. We haven't spent properly in about three windows, and it's getting out of control. So don't 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 make it seem like I don't think that FSG need to spend. We absolutely need at least 150 million pounds of investments in several positions that you've all heard me go over um, in previous podcasts. But you know, you look at Chelsea: 100 million for Lukaku, 65 million for Kai Havertz, or around 50 million for Pulisic. Around fifty million for Ziyech, you know, um, forty million for Kova, like they're you know, seventy million plus for Kepa. They they have a squad fifty five million for Timo Werner, you know. Um, I think it's around forty to fifty million for Ben Chilwell. Chelsea has an outrageously bloated, rich squad that they can't get results out of. I don't think Thomas Tuchel is that special of a manager. I think he almost plays like sexy Mourinho ball with a bunch of defending, but. That's just me bias. I don't like Chelsea at all. So it's interesting how the rest of this Premier League race is going to go. They have Romelu Lukaku, who has already somehow burned his bridges at Chelsea. Um, Tottenham, mm, not really thinking much about them, uh, even though Conte does have them playing well. I need to see a couple more wins. So um, we're going to head to Arsenal in the cup. We're going to see, you know, we're going to see what we can do. I, for one, think that we can beat them. We need to get to the finals and hopefully we'll have um, Saleh, excuse me, Saleh, <laughs> Mo Salah and Sadio Mane back so we can get silverware. You know, at the end of the day, getting silverware mid-season, it's absolutely a thing that you will be benefit benefited from. The The taste of silverware and lifting a trophy, it, it's how winners are created, right? Getting, getting that first one whets the appetite for more. So 
I know we're going to take it seriously. Um, real quick before we wrap it up, Harvey Elliott is going to be back in full training soon, which is going to be huge. I think that's going to alleviate a lot of the creativity issues that we have been having in the midfield. No more Henderson and Milner. We need people like Curtis Jones, Ox, Nabi when he comes back, who can drop a shoulder, get it a man, find a pass, link up, all that good stuff. Harvey Elliott, 19-year-old kid, he's starting against Chelsea. You know, um, absolutely excited to get him back. I really hope that um, he can be fed into the team slowly and provide more depth because, you know, we got Champions League, we got FA Cup, we got League Cup. We, we still have a lot of... Um, things to play for including the premier league you know win as many games as you can and see what happens just control your circumstance just win um we don't know what, what's going to happen with city i mean it's going to be hard to catch them but losing game is losing games isn't going to help our cause um yeah with that i want to love you and leave you good people be good to yourselves be good to one another this is chima from chima chance foot i'm out let's go reds